Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Aaron Arrow, the Sick Podcast, and you're watching live on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And thank you for watching. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. It's absolutely free. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies, country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies. The best managed Canadian companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Experience the world-renowned poker experience with free food and drinks at their cash game tables. I'm talking to you about Playground. They also bring you the Sick Podcast, a bad beat jackpot that is already over $700,000 after the world record-setting amount of $2,590,000 was won. Back on August the 2nd, weekly promotions, daily tournaments, and unmatched customer service. Why play anywhere else is what I ask you, located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal Playground. And brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Bite TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bite TB, embrace your true nature. All right, okay. On that note, you know, <clears throat> Marc-André Perrault joined me a couple of weeks back and had been a while since he hadn't joined me because uh, he was enjoying his summer, the cottage here, there, everywhere. And, uh, you know, I, when he did join me, I said, how was your summer? And uh, he said his summer was great and he was playing a lot of golf and he gets in golf all the time. And 
Tonight, I'm going to ask him a different question. I'm going to ask him about the summer, but I'm not going to ask him about his summer. I'm going to ask him about Kent Hughes' summer. Marc-André Perrault of TVA Sport. Comment ça va? How are you? Beautiful? Hey, that would be me. Beautiful. Let me just take off the glass. <laughs> I'm doing well. You? Thanks for asking. Life yeah, is okay. good. Kids yeah. are healthy. My well, golf game is A1. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's all good, man. All good. Kids, kids Can't are wait healthy. for the season to start. Yeah, well, of course. That's the most important thing. Yeah, forget about exactly. the Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, I asked you about your summer. I never asked you about Kent Hughes' summer. And that's why I have you on tonight to talk to you about Kent Hughes' summer. Yeah. And what second. kind of summer do you, you think go. he had? Uh, I mean, it's tough to say that he had a great summer because I don't think the Canadians are better short term. Mid term, it's a no brainer, but he, he did every, everything he had to do, right? Yeah. I'm going to say something, and I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to gain anything from. Can't use from Montreal Canadiens to, to say that, but I don't think Kent Hughes did something wrong since he's with the Montreal Canadiens. It's it's tough to pinpoint something that he did wrong, and we can say you know that, that was an obvious mistake. It's it, it's and I just think his summer is pretty much in the same line. He he did everything he had to do. He took a gamble with New Hook and. I spent a few weeks with uh, the Avalanche uh, two years ago. And I can tell you that some people in that organization are surprised and not, not sad, but they, I mean, they think that Alex Newhook could very be uh, maybe not a steal, but a home run for the Montreal Canadiens. So we'll see. But just that, that's typical. Can't use, uh, take a, gamble on a young you know uh, young kid who underachieved for many yeah. reasons but yeah that that's going to be interesting to see but for me that the main thing was get rid of mike hoffman and i'm not it's nothing personal against mike hoffman we all know his game his style of play his contract what he's bringing on the table he's and, interested when he has the puck and when he doesn't have the puck he's not interested you know what I'm not – he's a weapon with his uh, one-timer on the power play, but I, I've seen so many times that he almost killed his teammates because his one-timer is going everywhere high, and so many guys had to, you know, it's – to me, that's it's pretty – Probably the best thing about getting rid of Mike Hoffman. <laughs> I think that's a good analysis. He tries to obliterate the puck instead of having, with first intention, getting the puck on net. Exactly. Your, your, your first intention should be to get the puck on net. And whether you score or not, it'll create a scoring chance. Instead, he just tries to rip it through, you know, like just blast it as hard as he can. Yeah. And he misses the net more often than not. But you said a comment, and I want to go back to that. We'll get back to Hoffman in a couple of minutes. Yeah. You said a comment and you said, I don't think Kent Hughes did anything wrong since he's been in place. So it's, it's an interesting opinion. <clears throat> and um, I like nothing too. major. No, but the potential, some things can go wrong, though. Passing up on Michkov. Oh, stop it. Why stop it? I mean, why stop it? 
Well, why? You know what? It, it's it's tough for me to to. I haven't seen him play. Okay. You love Danny Briere, right? I do. I do. And he drafted Danny Briere. I well, I think he. You know, he took a grand slam swing because he was, you know, he was seventh. He was still available. Uh, everybody says that he's talent-wise second best player. So what do you do now? So he said that he had meetings with him. Went very well. He's a it went exceptional. Uh, but then what do you do? What are you gonna do? You're seventh. So you're gonna take a gamble. I, I I mean the strategy is you can defend it, but from what we're hearing, from what I've heard from scouts, uh, a lot of teams wouldn't touch him with a pole. So now it's you know trust me when I was 18 years old, I was not as mature as I am, and trust me sometimes I feel like I'm not mature enough but uh, so it, things can improve things can change but right now i can understand why a lot of teams like it was not he was not even on the list so there you, you go. know i um <clears throat> i can recall a lot of people saying that um they wouldn't touch guys like brett hall and they wouldn't touch guys like um uh, Keith there Kachuk, you go. Keith Kachuk back in the day, but <clears throat> Le they had pretty good careers, you know, <laughs> pretty good careers. Of course. And it's, I mean, if you ask me the question, it, it, it's tough because, you know, I don't want to be that. Uh, you say that in English, that the mother-in-law, like you're, you're yeah. commenting on everything and yeah, you yeah. don't even know the topic. La belle mère. La belle mère. La belle mère. So I, I haven't, you know, I've never spoke to a. Uh, to Mishkov, obviously, didn't see him play enough to to tell you, you know, to have a good, uh, you know, a good head about him. But it's he is not the type of guy I would go, especially with the type of work ethic and you know, kind of people uh, can't use want to bring. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, that's that that would that's pretty much what I have to say. A lot of guys with a lot of talent are such naturals that they're not always at 100%. Now, look, I'm not going to disagree with what you said. What I'm okay. saying is there is the potential there of for Reinbacker over Michkov to be a regretful pick. There is a potential there for Slavkovsky over Cooley to be something that they might regret. That was not uh, unanimous. Okay. The... Um, the Jake Allen contract, uh, it doesn't bother me either way because in the short term, they're not going anywhere, right? It's not like they're, they're if they would have had a better goalie or they want to spend the money on Jake Allen that all of a sudden they're a playoff team and they can. Good person in the locker room, a good veteran. He's a good guy. I mean, he's he's a great guy. So it's 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 a good. Yeah, I'm all know, of that too. Nobody ever gave me three and a half million. Yeah, but you don't even have. One mile of the the person the, the 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 talent he has. So I'm sorry, you have the size, but you don't have the skills. I definitely have the size. I so, definitely have the size. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, you know. So to, to me, it's it, you, Neil Yakupov. You remember 
he yeah. was the first, you know, it was fail for nail and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And he started his career. He was a bust. And, he, and his work ethic. And worry, and I, I, I mean, I remember the car wash before the draft. And it, it was on a boat. Car wash is, you know, all the media's uh, mm-hmm. having interviews with the top prospects. And it, he, they were on a kind of a cruise on the Hudson River in New York. And the way he was acting, the way he was answering questions, it seemed like he was thinking he was the next Wayne Gretzky or whatever. So his attitude was pretty, pretty bad, pretty annoying. I think it was, I, I, not I think, I, I can tell you it was the case in Edmonton. Yeah. But years after in Colorado, he had a you know, stunt there. He was so nice, so polite. And reputation. Because he was, he was brought back down to earth. Exactly. And well, and he got more mature, I guess. But just to tell you that things can change and, you know, we all grow up. And so that was the case for Neil Yakupov from what I've seen. Yeah. So there you go. Can it be the case with Mishkov? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, I wish the best for him and for the Flyers. But uh, yeah. I, I've, I've, you know, I call Kent Hughes the stockbroker. For me, the way he operates, he's a stockbroker. Buying, buying low, selling high, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. trading assets, getting rid of one stock, getting two in return with that money that he saves. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's not emotional. The, the only tiny bit of emotion I've seen from him, you can tell me if, if you have other ideas, but when he told Jeff Petrie, that he would do anything, you know, to help him, and he sent him to to Detroit. So for Jeff Petrie, it's like a bingo a jackpot. We're we're all yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the the, the <clears throat> only moment I could I could see Kent use being a little not emotional, but you know, not only you know uh, taking decision with his head. So, but beside that. He's he has a plan and he's so focused on that plan, so focused. And to me, that's probably the best thing, especially in Montreal with all the pressure. The, and we have we've seen that so many times, like coaches or, or GMs taking emotional decision because of the hype of the moment. And I don't I I don't think it's gonna happen with Kent Hughes, and that's probably the you know the best best thing for uh, for the team. All right. Okay. So once again, back to his summer, and you were talking about Hoffman. Yeah. I think we, 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 like, I'm not surprised that happened. No. And I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have kept him and they would have traded him at the deadline because at the, at the, at the very most, he was staying until the deadline, but he was not going past that. Right. So uh, I thought, you know what? If he stays, make him rotate him and uh, Monaghan with Caulfield and Suzuki and this way they can both get their share of points and you could trade them before the deadline and try and get as much as you can in return. But they wanted yeah. to do it as soon as possible. Too expensive culture, work ethic. And, you know, it's, it's, and it's, again, it's nothing against Mike Hoffman. Like yeah. personally, I, I, but it's, you, you don't, when you have so many young talent or young players you know they're they're look, looking up to the the veteran and you you see a guy like that it's it's i mean he he has talent i mean he made yeah. a lot of money with the, <laughs> with his shot but it's not he he's he just doesn't fit there he doesn't you know what it fit. tells you mapper that when in in getting rid of him is that they they're not out of the rebuild 
but they've turned the corner, right? They've turned the corner. I agree with that. Because if they were in the heart of the rebuild, if he's there and his game is deficient and you end up losing games because of him, you'll actually close your eyes because you know what? He might end up helping the process instead of hurting it. But now that you're turning the corner, Mm -hmm. you're still rebuilding but you're more turning the corner towards looking towards becoming a playoff team at some yeah. point here. Exactly. Then exactly. it's, it's, it's um, less enticing to want to have them on your team. Yeah, and here's how we are going to play. And no matter what your status, your contract, no matter what your, you know, anything, this is the way we're going to play. And if you don't fit, well, goodbye. And to me, that's what happened with, with Mike Hoffman. And, you know, that's, I wouldn't say genius move, but almost genius move. Get rid of him. Get rid of Pitlick, who was not happy anymore. Uh, by the way, I think Joel Edmondson, you know, it, it's been a few months since he wants to to leave Montreal. But... Uh, Yeah, now it's it's clear. It's clear, and to me, it's the best the best thing that could happen. What do you think? Um, what do you think happened with Pitlick? And like, I, I know the expectations weren't high what they got him when they got him, but you know, he can skate, he can fly. Uh, he's not making a lot of money. You would think that uh, he could have worked out here. Uh, well, he was picked up on waivers. He yeah. was when he got here. What you remember, like he had, he was so good at the start. You know, with points, he was playing on the PK, playing playing on the PP sometimes. Uh, I just think he had a rough time at one point, and maybe his attitude started to change, got frustrated, and then you saw other players like Rafael Arvipinal, who did way better. So you, you know th- this type of player, you you know you have you have a max. You, you not all all of your team yeah. can be like that. So to me, I, I think Rem Pitlick just you know his his attitude maybe changed a little bit. He's a good kid. I'm not saying he's a you know. Yeah. But I I think you know when you're down, when you're negative, when you see other players playing better than you, and you you feel like you're losing your spot, and uh, you're all. You, When you're a fourth liner, you're on thin ice, right? Because yeah. they can get rid of you. So I, I think it started to be hard on him, uh, and y- you can tell just by watching him play the way he was playing. The no confidence at all. So again, it's a, it's another great move. One point one, no more pit league. Everybody's happy. So there you go. It's a good trade for everyone. What is it you were saying about uh, Edmondson, who was traded, of course, in early July to Washington Capitals for a third and a seventh? I I think, you know, he was a leader. That's that's a fact. thousand that's, percent. That's And, and he played good music in the locker room. Also, better than PK. <laughs> But that's another point. Uh, Joel Edmondson, you can tell when you're on the road, uh, he was the man. You know, he was like the, the, the father figure. Maybe when Saval was there, maybe it was a mix. Uh, but Joel Edmondson, such a good leader, such a good guy. Everybody loved Joel Edmondson. But back problem. Then he was on the training blocks. You remember, uh, Kent Hughes was very honest with him. 
met him, you know, it's, it's, it's possible. So I think that it's just human nature to, um, you know, you, you can be cold about knowing that the team is maybe looking to trade you. So I, I think from what I've heard, uh, it, you know, say you've had kick shows. Yeah. And from, from there, there, there was only one way and it was to trade him because he's a good guy. He's a good leader. I, I, I'm and just to be clear here. I'm not saying he was, he had a bad attitude or he was like negative in the locker room. That's not what I'm saying. I just think as a human being, you know, it, it was a tough, tough stretch for him with his back, his dad and everything. Yeah. The fact that the team wanted to trade him. So I, I think it was just better for everyone. He was affected by it all. I think so. Yeah. And again, from, from what I've heard, always a good guy in the locker room that, again, but he didn't cry when he was traded. I hear you. You know, you talked about Newhook and you said that according, you know, based on what you know, some people within the Avalanche organization believe that Newhook could be like a home run for the Montreal Canadiens. But there are a lot of Canadians fans who reacted negatively toward the trade as well. And they're like, okay, you know what, Kent, I liked you up until this point. You had done everything right. But this deal, I don't like. Uh, you give up a couple of draft picks for Alex Newhook, who, uh, you know, a lot of people are undecided whether or not he's going to be a centerman or a winger on this team. A lot of people are undecided whether he's going to be on the first line or on the second or on the third. Um, and, you know, if and if you knew that he was going to be on the first for sure, I'm sure you'd like the deal. But if you're unsure whether he's going to be on the first, and all of a sudden you're saying, they're a smallish player. Suzuki's not the biggest. Well, have you seen not... uh, Have you seen Suzuki's leg? And have you seen the way he can hit and the way he can get hit? Yeah. I mean, Nick Suzuki may be like... Be... He's 5'11", but he's built like a truck. Trust me. Uh, he has like uh, his legs almost like... A, it's like a, a tronc d'arbre. So he's not a small player like Caulfield. Cole Caulfield is a small player. That's... Like a tree trunk. And throw that. Yeah, tree trunk. So, so Kirby Doc, he's a monster. And we, we saw that he can fight. Josh Anderson can, you know, take oh care God. of himself and take care of everyone. Kirby uh, Doc, was he impressive when he dropped the gloves? Uh, <laughs> Uh, like uh, when Yesperi uh, Kotkaniemi dropped that poor guy from the Flyers, you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Who did he fight again? I can't remember, but we were like, "Whoa, man! Okay, this kid can take care of himself." So uh, I gotta look this up. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta can't look remember. This up. So, anyways, and Alex Newhook, yeah, okay, they they give draft picks. They have a a crap load of draft pick of draft picks. So at at one point, you know, it's enough is enough, and then. Okay, let's say he's on the second line. Is it a bad trade? You know, second liner in the NHL, you, you don't... Uh, it's tough to, to get. With Robert Hag. Was it? Yeah. No, that was his second fight. Was that... Because he fought with Carolina and he, he looked good as well. Yeah, but you were talking about... Uh, yeah, no, I think it was yeah. Robert Hag of the Philadelphia okay. Flyers. I'm yeah, yeah. And uh, it was pretty intense. Uh, let me see. It was his first career fight against Robert Hag and his first okay. career fight against someone from the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm not sure if what, the, what that means exactly, but uh, anyways, so he, he had yeah. others. I think it was versus Hag. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was versus Agus. By the well, way, look was, at the fight and look how he looked. And... Uh, yeah, it was uh, his first. It was the first fight for Hag in the National Hockey League. It was the first fight for Kakinemi in the National Hockey League. Okay. So it was both their first fight. Okay. Was and, from both uh, their first fight, yeah. I and think that happened. poor guy, Hag, uh, didn't expect that from KK. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Because, you know, KK was not known as being, like, greedy and uh, intense. Yeah. But, man, can he throw a punch? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay. Um, so, Kent Hughes is summer. Yep. Is there something you wanted him to do that he didn't? Well, you can always do more, but, you know, it, it, it's tough. It has it, to make it, sense. It has to make sense. It has to make sense. So what else? I mean, what else? There's always that, I don't know, I was about to say like a top six guy, but 32 teams will, will say the same thing. It's I. I all you know I, I always feel like Montreal is one top six away from being a very good team. Is it New Hook? Who knows? He's a first rounder. It's possible. He has talent. And uh yeah, I, I just can't wait to see what's gonna happen with Sam Montambo. So what do you think is gonna happen? We'll see after what 10, 15 games. I think it's pretty clear what's gonna happen. Well, they're gonna sign him, but they're for gonna, how much? He's gonna for sign how? with the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, but how long? How much? Well, I what, think it's gonna be a status. Yeah, I don't think it, he's gonna sign for a number one money, and I don't think he's gonna sign for a number two money. I think he's gonna sign for a one B money. Well, one B is a lot. There's I, there's, I, I ro- there's room for progression with Montembeau. Of course, of course, and and he he's always, got a, he's got a big advantage. He's a what local kid. Those kids usually they want to keep him here, and they're not you know to what? get rid of I, him. I don't think it helped him so so far. I don't think so because you remember they got him. It was like a throw-in, and they didn't have a choice or whatever. They didn't really want him at one point. Caden Primo, like they they recalled Primo from uh, Laval. Yeah. He was you know they made him play instead of Montembeau. It was like uh, we don't want you, Sam. But then at one point he raised his hand and said, "Hey, I I." I can stop a puck, and he proved it when he had the chance. Yeah, so I think he I'm proved not... a lot of people wrong. I don't think Marty Saint Louis was convinced. No, well, nobody. Of Samuel was. Montembeau. I wasn't nobody convinced. Was. No, nobody was, and that it all the credit goes to him. And he is such a nice guy. Like he is such a nice guy. Good person. Doesn't speak loud. So I don't think it. Maybe it is it going against him when it's you know. Uh, going about contract situation or or whatever, he has to be so good every night to prove that he can do the job. It's like there's always doubts. You remember you at one point there was a rumor of Carter Hart coming to Montreal this summer? Trust me. Well, don't trust me, maybe, but I mean, I, I would have been shocked mm-hmm. if Carter Hart was coming to Montreal. I, I, I never believed it. Why? I would have been shocked. Why? A lot of things. Tell me those things. Of, well, I mean, I mean, we, years ago, yeah, he was the next Carey Price, and then yeah, he uh, was good in the playoffs. I think it was in the bubble or whatever, and then yeah, started to go, and you know that the 2018 thing, and now he's not playing as well, and 
why why are you going to bring him in in montreal it doesn't make sense potential there's a lot of people that are sold on his potential and there's a lot of people in montreal who follow the canadians that aren't sold on the potential of any other goalie with the montreal canadians well there's people in montreal who's not sold on the potential that's it like it's not potential it's like what you know at one point you need more than potential right because mm-hmm. potential he took a gamble on kirby dak took a gamble on i, I think we can say slavkovsky new hook uh, gambled on uh, monahan at one point you know gambling is uh, you know at one point he I don't know. How, about, how about that decision? That happened for Kent Hughes this summer. We're talking about Lete de Kent Hughes. Kent Hughes yeah. this summer. Uh, the decision to bring back Sean Monaghan. That's, I mean, it's a steal. Well, it's just, it's a, it all depends on his health. Yeah, but... I mean, I mean there's he, been some bad health there over the past couple of years, but... I yeah, think but, it's, I think it's I think it's the decision that makes the most sense. Well, when you think yeah. about uh, buying low, selling high, that could be a... 17 points in 25 games last year before going down with that season-ending injury. Uh, Wasn't he, he was, good? He was doing very, very good. He was a much-appreciated teammate, a much-appreciated linemate. And I think they sat down and they said, listen, Sean, you want yourself a long-term deal, whether it's with us or somebody else. Based on your injury last year, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but We who's... want either to have you on a longer term or to be able to trade you to get some good value for you so that we can stockpile assets. And the best way that we can both go about our business and both end up getting what we want is we bring you back for one more year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the highest amount, of course, but you'll probably get more here than anybody else. Because still young. A lot of people are, are wondering about your health. And if you're healthy and you can put up points at the pace that you did last year, then at that point, what, you know, we're going to accommodate you either way, whether it's with us or with somebody else. But you'll be and accommodated. He, and he's, what, 28, 29? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, he's going to have top six minutes, power play minutes. Uh, I mean, it's you know, last year, we're talking about injuries. Hmm. But last year, I think we can blame not only Sean Monaghan for the injuries. Remember, December 4th, we're in Calgary. With the walking boot. Was it the 4th or anyways? Yeah. Early December, walking boot. I, I've never seen a guy. That injury in, may have cost people their jobs, by the way. Of course. Yeah. I mean, in, I've never seen that in, what, 10 years? And I asked colleagues who are much older, looking better than me, but much older. They've never seen that. A guy walking in the arena with a walking boot, and he plays. And then. i never seen that before. Next thing you know, he gets I've never hurt. seen that before. I mean, I, and he's a guy you want to trade. I, Tim, it's it's just I've a total never, nonsense. Hey, listen, we're talking about it six months later, and I think it's crazy. I've never seen that before in professional sports. A guy's got a walking boot one night, one day, one afternoon, and the next night he's playing. I've never seen that before. Sometimes I wake up at night. Just to know if I didn't dream that, if it's real. Wow. But it is. I was there. You Some know, nights uh, my wife taps on my shoulder and that's when I wake up. You and I, we wake up in the middle of the night for different reasons. I, think. <laughs> man, I man. remember in Calgary, those uh, hall uh, where you to, to go to the locker room, it's, it's so tiny. So you, you see the guys and, 
we were shocked and i remember we had the we had the shot with the camera and i can see uh the face in the face of some people in the organization it's like please don't show it please don't show it sportsnet guy in calgary bing goes on air so everybody saw that oh wow and i remember after the game still has the walking boot in the locker room for the interviews so you think some members of the canadian organization didn't want the cameras to show sean no i mean i of course they didn't want but i, I like they, they didn't tell us they didn't ask us to, to not show it you know no it's, but that's when you go out a back door you know what i mean of course well that's there's a the back eye. door in calgary that's gotta be <laughs> that's the problem there's only that big garage uh, door and then you you come in it smells like a like an old drink and then you, it, it's funny because the players they have to walk right in front of the media center <laughs> so for sure we're gonna see everything and I remember he was and he was in the locker room after and we were doing the scrums and he was sweating, sweating, and he was limping. And, you know, he, he asked us to, you know, rightly so to, to do it fast so he can go see his friends and family. And mm-hmm. I remember him walking out of the locker room and he was limping. So there was no way to me that he would play in Vancouver a few days after. And did did he was it Edmonton after? I think they went to Edmonton after. Yeah. Well, it was the West Coast trip, right? Yeah. And then Vancouver after played a few minutes, and then he was out. It's such a such a bad decision. But anyways, what's done is done. But uh, you know, I think they, they, they learned you, a lot. You talk about Jeff Petrie before, and that Petrie deal, of course, is Gustav Lindstrom, who's part of Kent Hughes' summer. Yes. Well. He, you know, I spoke with my friend Renaud uh, Lavoie earlier, and he, he, you know, he, he told me that uh, Chris Weinman's injured, back injury, so they don't know uh, when he is going to be ready to play. Uh, probably won't be at the start of the season, but I, you know, don't don't quote me on that. But uh, we shall see. But uh, Longvis is just, you know, just he's another right. Hand defenseman uh, Lindstrom. Lindstrom. Uh, sorry, sorry, Lindstrom. No, no, it's what, okay. It's, did I say Lungvist? I think you said Lungvist. Yeah. Oh uh, well, sorry about that. It's like I, Marinero and Perot. It's yeah, yeah. No, no. You're thinking. You're thinking of King Henrik and his, uh, his beautiful <laughs> style that he had. His beautiful hair. Well, you're you're spraying uh, water on your on your hair. So you like But that, anyway, eh? so it, it's accentuates the curls. There you go. Thank There's you no curls in mine. But uh, no, it's I. I kind of have nothing to say about him because we don't really know. But don't expect a guy who's going to score goals, who's going to be on the power play, who's going to be a top four. I mean, he's not going to be top four. If you don't he think is, so, right? uh, if, if, I think if he is, it's bad news for Montreal. I'm Like, really bad news. So I can see him third pairing, maybe the start to see we never know why. I think he'll start third pairing. Oh, I mean, yeah. But more than that, I doubt it. A lot. So, then again, you know. You never know. You never know. Look at the... Matheson, Savard. Matheson. He Gouli. was so good last year. Gouli, yeah. Kovacevic. Uh, Jackai. Jackai. Barrett. He's the one I can't Lindstrom. wait to see. Jack Why? I. Why? I, He'll, he can only be better? 
You think that can what, he be better last, than last you think, year? I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that last year he surprised so many people that it'll be hard for him to be better this year because everyone will see him coming from a, uh, I I mean I hope hopefully not, but I I hope it's not going to be the case. But to me, he was so good last year. I know, but. Hopefully, is look. I know about this sophomore jinx, but I mean, usually and, in life, if you're working somewhere else, year two, you're going to be better somewhere than you were year one. Well, that's year three. Well, you'll be better than two. Year four, you'll be better. So you than don't three. believe in sophomore jinx? No, I believe that it happens. There's people that I think get carried. I think if you have the character that you are that's a either good point. that you are either complacent or. Uh, mentally, maybe not as strong as others. It can happen, and it can happen yeah. easily. He is I not. I think he, this guy has a work boots. Of he's course. got his work boots on, and that's the mentality he has. Yeah. And I think he'll push. Great kid as well. Like very. He's a nice, genuine person. That's Everybody's it. nice for you. I notice every time well, you talk about somebody, they're nice. I like people. That's a you know, to make me not like you. Yeah. You have to be a bad person because I, I pretty it. much like everybody. I find something good and something beautiful in everyone. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So uh, that being said, Jack, like I, of you course. like me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like you yeah. too. Uh, Jack, I, I just hope that, and, and again, if we you would ever about see it. me on your smartphone, would you swipe right or to that point or no? Uh, I mean, can you like double swipe right or what a star, man? What a star this guy is. I think double so. swipe. But, I, I, uh, we're not gonna double swipe, but you know what we're gonna do? This what? my friend is called a double spruce. There I we go. It. Instead of a double swipe, a double spruce. All right. So I guess I'm done with Jack Eye. But yeah, I just hope he's not gonna, you know, go around and try to to hit and fight everyone. No, but the guys in his division are gonna want to go out and fight. Uh, Ryan like, Reeves uh, going to want to fight. Reeves is going to drop with him, and so is Lucer. Sure. I, I don't think. Uh, I hope not. I, I mean, I'm in the press box, and I'm scared of both. I hear you. Uh, Milan Lucic, I, I've met him a few times. He's such a nice guy. He is such a nice guy. I like and him I, a lot. He's and, the guy we like to hate. Yeah, and, but I like him. Very nice. I spoken to his uh, his dad. Nice as well, and you know he's big, tough. He looks mean with his nose, his back, and everything. Yeah. Ryan Reeves, he scares me. Like, I remember. You know, don't Lucic, know if I told you, know you that that's... Lucic has spent some time in Montreal. Eh? You know that. Oh right? yeah, and he has friends in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, spoke with him. Was it last year or two years ago in Calgary? Anyways, he's... I know. I know who they are. By the way, do you know who his friends are from Montreal? No. Some of his best friends. No. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I get it. Uh, I'm going to get Sorry. it right. Okay. Uh, let me just see. While here. you're saying that, yeah, tell uh, I'll tell you that before an interview, uh, sometimes I'll, I, I'm saying, yeah, it's French. Or, and I, I joke around saying that it's going to be in French. And he's laughing. And he's like, I can say merci beaucoup et bonne journée uh, at the end. I'm like, that's enough. You're going to be loved. He says, I know I have friends in Montreal and they're, they're always like, just say merci and people will love you. So anyway, we had a good laugh about it. Very, very nice uh, guy. And uh, yeah, Ryan Reeves. Well, did you find them? When yeah. you find it, you tell me, okay? I know it is actually. It's um, both 
Alex and Nick Shangula, okay, okay, uh, who are from Montreal. All right, they both played for the Coquitlam Express. Oh yeah. Okay, of the BCHL. Yeah, yeah. And on their team was Milan Lucic. There you go. And they remained buddies ever since. As a matter of fact, when one of them got married, and I don't know which one it was, Lucic was invited to the wedding, and he was there. Showed up to the wedding, and when he's in town, he hangs out with the Shangulas every now and then. Okay. And they go into some of the coffee shops and they have a sandwich or they have a coffee. And uh, he's a big hit. There's a lot of people in Montreal who've had the chance to meet Milan Lucic. Oh, yeah. Who absolutely love him. Yeah, love he, him. Because I remember this for a couple of reasons. But number one, uh, the Shangulas helped me get Milan Lucic on the air back in the day when I was working radio. Okay. And I was at a wedding on. The 19th of August okay. uh, of Vito V, Vito Shangula, who, you know, uh, worked radio and he and I worked in the same building. I was invited to his wedding and, and obviously the Shangulas are his cousins. And so I was talking with them at the end of the night and we were talking about Milan Lucic. So there you have it. Oh, Lucic yeah. likes Montreal a lot. Oh, but, he does. But. He's he's absolutely ecstatic to have been traded back to the to, to the Boston. Like he's ecstatic to be with the Boston Bruins. Ecstatic. I, I remember two years ago, uh, second round, Edmonton, Calgary. Funny story. Uh, when I I'm working on the broadcast for the playoffs, normally I'm at the Zamboni entrance, okay, and I watch mm-hmm. the game from there. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, that, that was when Brady Ketchuk was uh, going in the stands with the Bud Light, oh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, waving the yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. One game, it's Lucic's wife beside me. Oh, yeah. And she is very nice. She is funny. And then we're <laughs> like, we're chatting and we're, you know, kind of having a laugh. And I'm talking about the fact that Lucic, he's nice and people in Montreal love him, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a scrum behind the net. So it's, you know, maybe 15 feet from us. And Evander Kane. And Lucic, so Lucic has his back on the uh, la bivitre, on the the glass, yeah, the glass, yeah. And then you have Evander Kane's, and he like they're so close that Evander Kane's face is like one foot away. So we're chatting, and then she leaves, she runs, and then she bangs on the on <laughs> on the window. I can, you know, I, I can't show what she she did him, but uh, can you can you imagine what fingers she used? And she was yelling at Evander Kane, so intense, like it was. Cr- and then came back five seconds after. What were we saying? And then we started chatting oh, and that's having funny. a That's <laughs> so, funny. Anyways, and I I I told that to Milan, and she's like, man, like. I, I fight on the on the ice, but trust me, at home, I wouldn't fight her for it. Uh, oh, that's for... funny. <laughs> so. Hey, a shout-out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems, such as acne, fine lines, rosacea, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec Cité. Quebec Cité, that is. Visit uh, murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at Murphy Clinic. So, if this was a report card in ending, let's say the Kent Hughes, Kent Hughes is summer, you give him what on 100? 
Oh, on, out of 100? Yeah. Uh, 80, 85, 80, 85. Not perfect, but very good. That's Six. better than all the grades I had. Yeah, that's better than all the grades I had, especially that 49 that I had in geography. I've never been very good with geography, let me tell you. Well, I had a 49. lot of F's. So, uh, no, I, I think it was a good summer, and it's yeah. according to the plan. So, it's to me, it to gives plan. bonuses, bonus points according well, to the plan. During the hockey season, I hope that you will once again be a full-time collaborator, and if so, that would be according to the plan. <laughs> well, I'm... On that note... I'm ready to do that, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm ready to have you with open arms. We'll talk to you soon. Merci beaucoup. Thanks. All right, there you have it. Marc-André Perrault of TVA Sport. If um, you're watching on YouTube and you liked it, like it, share it with your friends. Comment SICK, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. And if you're going to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. Thank you very much for watching once again. For Shane Gomo and Yellow. Sammy and Juliana Cavallaro, I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group, driven to be different. LaVita.tv. Embrace your true nature and Playground, your premier gaming destination.